For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynan, and happy Thursday, day after Canada Day. I hope you had a great time. However, most of the coverage centered around the pandemic and how different it was, and it really is. And if it wasn't different, then you haven't been paying attention, and I think most of us have. You know, we wondered what was going on, how we felt about ourselves as a country. Have we changed as a country? They got July the 4th coming up in the United States. They're going to go through the same thing. And in these times, as we look to the United States and, you know, every July the 4th, I was given a little toast in a chair. Maybe sometimes I actually, I've been to a couple of July 4th parties here in Canada and they're good ones. But there is a whole bunch of things up in the air right now. What about our relationship with the United States? We don't even have the border open to tourists. And how important is all this in how we move forward in this new normal? Joining me is a former U.S. ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman, and author of the best-selling memoir, The Art of Diplomacy, Strengthening the Canada-U.S. Relationship in Times of Uncertainty. Hello, Bruce Heyman. How are you? I'm well, um, healthy, um, a bit sad that the U.S finds itself in the position that we're in with this pandemic and the ineptitude in which we're handling it. But uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting through the back end of this. But it's getting worse as we're speaking, and it's unfortunate. I know. The news is breaking uh, almost every day. Let me let me ask you, you know, we just had our Canada Day, and you I know you have part of your heart here in Canada, big, big part of your heart. And then July the 4th coming up in the United States. And it is strange, isn't it? And let's talk, first of all, about Canada-U.S. tie and relations here. For both countries, because of the pandemic, there was a sense that uh, the foundations underneath have, have shifted. Do you agree? Oh, I, I think they were shifting, actually, under Donald Trump. <laughs> and now they've accelerated in that shift as a result of the pandemic. And I think all of this is is unfortunately tied together and you know deeply upsetting to someone like myself who served as the u.s ambassador during the obama administration and when canadians would approach me about the border and they'd say you know thick or thin don't make it thick and mm-hmm. I'm thick. <laughs> what do you mean thick you're slowing it down we've got to keep it open to commerce to trade to travel to visiting families across the border and so we worked hard to continue to make it as thin as possible. And it couldn't be any more thick almost than it is today. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with the way we're handling the pandemic. Do you think, and it's, it's kind of a blunt question, but does America love Canada as much as they used to? You know, we've seen it's just a completely different relationship. The president used to come to Canada first, traditionally, didn't happen. And then when we hear reports, Donald Trump doesn't like Justin Trudeau. We can handle that. Lots of people here in Canada probably didn't vote for Justin Trudeau. They can take it. But there is a sense that we're not that important to the United States anymore. So, The United States has 330 million people. It's the largest economy in the world. And I I would just like to emphasize for everybody who's listening, the U.S.-Canada relationship is not dependent wholly on one man and his behaviors. Um, Unfortunately, that one man is the president of the United States right now. 
and he has done more damage to the U.S.-Canada relationship than any president in our history. Even Republican or Democrat, whether you're conservative or liberal, you know, and we have our differences. But this president doesn't value allies and relationships anywhere in the world. And so when you have your best friend, your best ally, your next-door neighbor, he doesn't value that other than he'd like to squeeze you for a win. And, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't unfortunately, take into account the history of how close we are together. And we're family, by the way. We have as many, we have more Americans living in Canada than any other country in the world outside the United States. And so it's not just being next door and being, you know, a trading partner. It's, it's much more existential than that. What about the voting? As you mentioned, lots of Americans live here. I was just chatting with a neighbor the other day who was American is, is going to be voting. How important, what kind of message do you send to Americans in Canada? You think they're geared up and ready to go for this? Oh, I, I, this is my message for the next 90 days. And it's an incredibly important message. You, as an American citizen, have the right to vote in every election. It's by law. It's federal law that you have that right. Now, the challenge for all of you is it takes a little bit of work. And so if you just go to the website, votefromabroad.org, and you go to that website, it'll just walk you through it. There's a help desk that will answer any questions you have. You get stuck on a question or an answer that you don't, you can't provide. But wherever you last lived in the United States, that's the state you vote. If you didn't live last and your parents did, you go to wherever your parents last lived in the United States. And it's, it's really that simple. And you're protected under federal law if you um, apply to vote and register to vote through the international websites that are doing it, as opposed to an absentee ballot within an individual state. Everything happens internationally about 30 to 45 days in advance of what happens in the U.S. So if you wake up in the middle of October and say, yep, I want to vote in the U.S. election, I better get to it now, too late. You're going to lose your opportunity because it takes time to get registered and get that process. Ballots go out internationally 45 days in advance of the U.S. election. So September 19th, you'll have already received your ballot to vote. And so that's your call, how you vote. You know, my preference is to change the president of the United States, vote for mm-hmm. Joe. But, you know, you there you go. You got it in there. You got it in there, Ambassador. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, you know, there is news today. We've got, I think, uh, five U.S. states with another record number of cases. Yeah. And how much is the pandemic shifted the voting mindset. We're seeing poll after poll after poll. I know, I think it was Monmouth out today. And it, um, they're all not great for the President of the United States. It's become a definite trend. So like, like, this is personal for, for me. My mom lives in Phoenix in Scottsdale area in Arizona. She's 82 years old. Mm-hmm. And all the hospital beds for the most part, are near a capacity. So you know what ends up happening? Mm-hmm. They are taking people in if they get sick based on a scorecard and your likelihood of your life expectancy and how old you are and any preconditions. And if you have any of those, you're elderly or had a precondition, they may just say too bad we're full at the end. 
this is as a result of inept national leadership and direction across our country. And everybody ran out thinking that this was somehow, we're through this now, we stayed in. The virus didn't go away. You can't bluster a virus and say, ha ha, I got you. No, not until we have a vaccine do we have the ability to avoid that. So in the meantime, you should wear a mask, you should wash your hands, you should keep social distancing. And unfortunately, some large parts of the United States took this as some hoax. Somebody called it a hoax, Mm -hmm. and they went and believed them. And so now we have 50,000 new cases a day. This is the largest amount of new cases we had during the entire pandemic in the United States. We're at new record high levels when countries like yours and around the world are, are not only flattening the curve, they're taking it down and behaving responsibly. So I'm, I'm deeply concerned about the path that we're on, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting Americans to get some sanity here and have some good leadership to get us through this next phase. I worry about the fall when the flu hits and people talk about a second wave. We haven't gotten through the first wave yet in the United States. No kidding. I mean, and everybody's just trying to say, stay safe here. I want to ask you, you know, we just had Canada Day and one of the topics of conversations, and I don't think just with political nerds like myself, I think that a lot of Canadians wondered, where does Canada fit in the world? Is this really some kind of a new world order if we can't look to America? And there would have been a time that the world would have looked to America on this pandemic. And you know that. I mean, that's what America did. There would have been some kind of guidance, leadership, and we'd say, okay, they're doing that. It's just another example of Canada maybe having uh, to muscle up on their own. When you look at Canada, we're reminded we're not a a big power. We're a middle power. What do you think of us? I think it's time for the rise of the middle power. I think Mm -hmm. it's a unique opportunity here that what you're, what you're going to see and what is clearly playing out, and especially if this president stays in office, that you're having a rising point of confrontation between China and the United States. And this rising point of confrontation leaves a lot of space for middle powers to rise up and have a voice in the world. You're seeing it. Look, let's just be frank. The EU just said the Americans can't even come visit right now. Yeah. Canada has non, non-essential traffic from the U.S. You're staying out. So the role of the U.S. in the world as an influencer and, a, and, and an ability to coalesce allies and friends and come together for this, this rising confrontation that is coming up with China, it has diminished significantly. So I, I, I think it's a, it's a unique opportunity for Canada to express itself, to build relationships independent of the United States. I find this quite unfortunate because I think that the alliance between Canada and the U.S. is so important and we, we can help each other throughout the world promoting small L, small D, liberal democratic ideal. And so, but the U.S. has backed away from that and it gives Canada a unique opening. Ambassador, former Ambassador Bruce Heyman, thank you for joining us, and happy July 4th. Thank you. Happy Canada Day. Just be healthy this summer, and uh, I look forward to finding the day that I can come across that border and have a beer with you and break some bread and 
unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but I miss you and um, look forward to seeing everybody soon. All right. Cheers to you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Bruce Heyman, former U.S. ambassador to Canada and author of the best-selling memoir, The Art of Diplomacy, Strengthening the Canada-U.S. Relationship in Times of Uncertainty.